Should uh, we three chums begin our little odyssey? Chum away. Chum away. <laughs> That's how we're starting this series. Let's chum away. <laughs> I don't like that. Fucking hell. I really don't like that. Welcome to Every Number One Ever, your weekly blast of chart toppers rated and reviewed and then either viciously binned or held high and placed into our new musical pantheon. Further details of how this whole thing works for us and for you, please have a listen to episode zero for full rules and regulations. Have you done that? Good. It's time to dive headlong into the vat of huge cellars and pull the trigger on the starting pistol of this three-year odyssey, helping me and you on the way and negotiating the finer tunes in life, uh, the eminent pot picker, Mr. Craig Lowe. Hi, Craig. Well, hello. Well, hello there. <laughs> and, esteemed, and esteemed musicologist, Dr. Liam Maloney. Liam, how are you? Well, hello. Well, hello there. Since we're right. doing that. <laughs> Oh, so That's got to stay in, though. This is a really very well straight away. Before the off, straight out our, the gate. <laughs> before the off, our chosen tune choosing machine has filtered through the one thousand four hundred number ones and put together three packs of three tunes. We'll each get one pack, fly through some facts, and then give our opinion on whether to bin or save the three. The save tunes will grow over the weeks into a new music pantheon. If we bin our pack, we have to rummage through the sack of songs that missed the number one spot and pick out a random number two to try and give flesh to the old adage that sometimes number twos are better than most of the so-called cream of the crop. Anyway, all that business out of the way, boys. How are you today? Are you looking forward to our new foray into the world of uh, rated and reviewing number ones? My loins are girded. I'd never know what that means, but it sounds painful. Indeed, I can't hardly wait. So that's re- replacements, ref. Going back to um, going. Hang on, there was a film. Was there a nineties film called Can't there Hardly was, Wait? Yeah, who was, who was, well, was in yeah. that? Who was in yeah, that? Schwimmer, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Seth Green. When you think of the phrase "loins are girded," I've just got—I got this image of like your top of your legs becoming girders. That's it, there's definitely like iron mongery involved. Yeah, iron mongery. You can tell I'm not on a beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the advert for Iron Brew when we were kids, where they came up with the "Made in Scotland from Girders," what kind of fucked up? Ad meeting was that about? Have you ever dwelled on that? I'm thinking that's just tits. That who wants to be slapped in the face by an orange man? <laughs> but that was it that was the nineties. Ha- it was, was all was crazy. Banned. That was rightly banned. So we're just going to file that under cocaine and move on then. Yeah. Yes. Let's Rack file it. under cocaine Rack and move on. Is it time to choose today's tune choosing choosing machine? I love it. Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. And today's machine is Jamie Firefox. Jamie well, Firefox. isn't isn't Wonderful. that exciting? Yeah. Jamie Firefox for us all. Uh, hey, shall we dive in without further ado? Let's do this. <laughs> Who's first up, Doctor? Mr. Greg Lowe. Hey! 
Right, should we get our info blast? So, yes. What have we got, Craig? Jamie? Jamie Firefox, hit me with your facts. Oh, oh that means that means there's nothing. Not a sausage. When are we talking? What years? Uh, we are talking. This was number one for two weeks from the seventh of February in 1987. It is the 585th number Ooh. one in our massive list of tunage. God, it is feels it like... a stock eight in an Waterman? It isn't a stock eight in oh, a no. Waterman because we're in peak there as well, aren't we? Yeah, but but t- but tis a duet. Ooh. I, honestly, this feels like... I feel like there's actually stuff riding on this first one. This is going to kind of set the tone, I think. Right, well, I'm just shouting Mel and Kim, you hit play. What is this? It's giving me talking heads, weirdly. Oh. Oh, it's Aretha. Yeah, and George. I knew you were waiting for me. Quite possibly my favourite George Michael track. I love him. I love him so much. He probably don't even come in. I mean, it's one that I even forget that he's done. But there's, no, there's nothing wrong with it, Craig. There's nothing wrong with it at all. That's Aretha's only uh, number one, isn't it, as well? Yes. Uh, won the Grammy for Best R&B Performance in 1987. Uh, was originally planned for Stevie Wonder or Michael Jackson was Mr. George Michael when writing this song, Ooh. but I think the correct choice was made with Tharifa, showing her plenty of respects. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay. When did you write this? <laughs> <laughs> right? There's no writing going on. <laughs> Craig, tell me about the song and the fact that... It, it, was it a standalone single? Was it for a film? or what, What's the deal? I think it was a standalone. It's it's sort of in that floaty time for George Michael where it's post-faith, but it's yeah. pre-freedom, where mm. he's sort of getting rinsed by the label and not a lot's happening. I suppose this in would those have been days, an amazing album. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have listened to the shit out of George and Aretha. Yeah, it, it would it would have sounded. I bet it has sounded amazing, but I bet there would have been some. Bitch stinkers on there, my friend. Bitch stinker. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um... Yeah, because I forget, I'm asking you, was it for a film or something, Craig? I forget that, you know, this was a time where you didn't have to be selling something to do with duet. Sorry, yeah. carry on. It was carry on. It was, ju- it was just a talented man going after <laughs> one of his idols. <laughs> and that's what music is all about, kids. That's what music is all about. Right, how do you feel about it? What are your favourite George Michael songs of all time? So, yep. Without a shadow of a doubt, right up there. Uh, so far, we're, we're leaning heavily towards keep. Heavily towards keep. I think so it's a great way to kick off, actually. It feels like quite an auspicious start, that. Oh, don't worry. We'll soon sink it. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see what Jamie Firefox has. It'll be sleeve for number two. Let's see. Yep. Any facts, Mr. Fox? Ooh. We do. Ooh. Let's see. Oh, the dulcet tones of Bianca. Yes, as pa- as Patsy Palmer. I've said that right. Yes. Oh fuck. Yes, yeah. Patsy Palmer. I don't know. Uh, let's us know. This is a song by a soap star. This song was number one for two weeks on the tenth of June in the year of nineteen eighty nine, and is number six hundred and thirty on our list. I thought you were going to say the year of our Lord. Shall we have a blast? <laughs> It's 
not the Northern Exposure theme, is it? Gotta say goodbye. Is it Steph and Dennis? <laughs> nope, it's not Stefan. It but close. Same soap. Jason Donabag. It is Jason Donakebab. I tell you what, mate, that sounds more real than I was imagining his output. I was expecting the PWL synth sheen on everything, mm. and then we got this as Liam really? just kind of Liam checked whether he played the right song then. <laughs> I saw him do that. Is it, uh, what year yeah. was it, Craig? 1989, so this will be off Jason's debut album, 10 Good Reasons. I'm guessing it was a late single because there was a couple of very upbeat numbers on there. I think he was aiming for a sort of throwback sound to it, a 1950s sound, because it is a cover, obviously. Yeah, and I suppose what you've had kind of Robert Palmer doing that kind of slight Americana thing as well around then. Yeah, what did he so do? what do we need? A washed up soap star doing the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm less convinced by this one, I must say. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably the weakest track on Jason's debut album. I'll give it that much, but that's it's it's fine. It's it's neither here nor there. That's like saying the least tuneful Spice Girl. It's not really a. I just love I'll the fact we've got that. some uh, we've got someone on the podcast who can give us a definitive where this song stands on that from Jason Donovan album. Um, how yeah, how many you can, you can only find that. Go on. You can only find that on the Jason Donovan podcast that are out there, I'm afraid. <laughs> How and many, is that your other uh, podcast, Craig? Yes. <laughs> How many weeks was this number one at for? It was number one for two weeks. Two weeks, it made two weeks. Fuck you know. Right, so where does on. where does this put you in the kitchen of distinction? Are we, are we I mean, still it's, I'm still firmly zone? away from the bin, it, but I'm still firmly away from the bin. It's neither oh. moved me closer nor further away from the bin. It's George is still reigning supreme. That it, it's a, to be honest, it's a great tune that George Michael one. I know we're going back, but it kind of reminds me of um, stuff like Walking on Broken Glass by Annie Lennox. Like great songs that kind of get forgotten around around that period. I really dig it. Yeah. Um, so it would take it would take a true stinker. To uh, to topple this particular tower. Well, now that you've so invoked let's see it, what's Craig. Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to give us some info dump facts? Yes, Jamie Firefox, hit me, baby. It's been oh, and that sound can only mean one thing. This was number one for just one week. Oh. On the 8th of December in the year 2012. I want it to be in the uh, year of our Lord when you say it like that, Greg. In no, the year I'm of our save- Lord, 1876. <laughs> I'm saving that for the, I'm saving that for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a one-week wonder. It was a one-week wonder. This is number 1217 on our list. Let's dive in. I'm bored. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, I hate That's this a that is a record. It's the uh, it's Ga- Alpin, A- Applin, Alpin. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's Bramflakes. Bramflakes. Yeah, Alpin. Yes, it is. Power it of is love. Gabrielle Alpin doing the Power of Love for Lewis's advert. But was this the first one? Because obviously we've talked about this on the old pod about one of our real beefs is taking glorious big eighties compositions and making them awfully miserable and maudlin in a millennial way. Was this the start of this, do you think? Was there anyone before Alpen? Oh, Leona think... Lewis had a crack at stuff, didn't she? Ah, but at least she was a bit upbeat. This is the la- this is the dirge of Christmas season that is 
today. I oh, was... have to have a real maudlin Christmas ad tune. Was this a John Lewis advert, this one? It was a John oh, Lewis advert. Oh, gosh. We yeah, need a category the worst from, of the worst. from the uh, <laughs> the machine for that. And then we need you vomiting, making that vomit noise. So this this really is a true stinker, a Christmas song that didn't even show anywhere near close to Christmas. Oh, gosh. Right at the start of December, it wasn't even in with a shout by the time Christmas rolled around. Now, I know what the listeners are thinking and what you're probably thinking, Craig. Do you hate that song more than you love George and Aretha? See, that's the question. I mean, it is a truly terrible piece of piss. But I'm afraid that I'm going to have to side with George and Aretha. You can't. It is just a truly, truly classic track. And uh, where are you standing on this, Matt? Are you going to vote for a keep or vote for a bin? I got to admit, I'm with Craig on this one. I think it'd be too much to lose that George and Aretha track. And I can happily ignore two Stepperella Alpen and and Jason. Jason's fine. Jason's yeah, fine. fine. But you know Jason, you gotta so, let a couple of Jasons yeah. in. Well my and vote's also, so irrelevant, I suppose. Well what would well, you we'd have like done, to give it anyway? Oh of course I'm on side. Keeping it. Aretha cannot Excellent. go Aretha's only number one cannot go in the bin. So that's Jamie means... Firefox, lock it in. <laughs> Mr. Leonard. Right, I'm 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 ready. I've just poured myself a glass of wine. I can see uh oh it's wine, not whiskey. Yes, let's go for it. Yeah. Well then, Mr. Right, Jamie Leonard. Firefox, what have you got first up for me? Anything notable, please? Uh, no, nothing there. But if I tell you guys that this was number one for four weeks on the 27th of um, September in 1980, which means it was the number one when I was born. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, it was oh, a number one, number four, six, eight. And if we were going to have a sting, play the song, and I'll tell you what sting we should have had. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 a, it's a certain Johnny sort of sting. Oh, is it yours? It is. No, oh. it's, it, is, it is the police. Yeah, sorry, I heard so that. So if we, that was if, like final countdown. If we were going to have a sting, we should have had a sting sting. Nice. Yeah. Ew. I don't know why I sounded more like... Um... Oh, there we go. <laughs> so this is the police's Don't Stand So Close To Me. Uh, inappropriate sexual relationship immortalised in song. And the only one, number one song, the only number one song to name check Vladimir Nabokov. There have been other songs to name check him, but not, didn't get to number one. It replaced <laughs> Kelly Marie's Feels Like I'm In Love at number one. Oh, wow, that's a really bit, isn't it? There was a bit of stiff competition around the time as well. It held off, uh, for four weeks, it held off D-I-S-C-O by Ottawa and Baggy Trousers by Madness. Oh, wow. It was the oh, biggest, wow. biggest selling single in 1980. And as I say, it was uh, my number my number one birth song. Do you know what your guys? Do you, do you know what the song number one songs were on the days you were born? I don't. I'm going to well. Well, I'll well see what it... I I think yours was Liam. I'm sure it's um, 
Can't Hurry Love by Phil Collins. And I think, Craig, you might want to check this. Uh, yours was The Lion Sleeps Tonight by Tight Fit, which says a lot Ooh. about us all. That that is correct. I also know that my number one in the US Billboard charts is uh, Centerfold by Jay, Gal- Jay Gal's band. Well, do you know what? It's almost like they've mixed those two songs together and created a human, isn't it? Right. Well, as it stands, that is nowhere near. It's, it's probably not even in my top five um, police songs singles. I much prefer the 1986 reworking of it, but mm. I'm, I'm not. I'm 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 more towards Keep than I am the Bin. Oh, yeah, what what's the name of the album this comes from? Zenyatta Madata. Yeah, really? I got the first word right. I just made loads of show, which they did, let's be honest. When they were phoning through, because this would have been on the phone, hey, Mr. Sting, what are you going to call the album? Zenyatta Madata, Beth. Right, <laughs> how'd you spell that? Dude, Mr. Sting, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly which album it's off, Liam. It's off the best of the police at Man Sting. <laughs> But, you know, I, I, ironically, ironically, Craig, it's not ironic. Um, it's not. Uh, the, the best of the police, the 86 best of the police, that's not on there. That's where that really no. cool synth reworking is. So up your ass, everybody. Right. Yeah. Jamie Firefox, what have you got for me for song number two? Any teasers, any tasters? It's been... Ooh. Oh, it's a one-week wonder. Right, boys, if you remember what number one, the last one was, number-wise, this is number one, number one, two, three, one. It was number one for one week on the 1st of July in 2013. Let's see. Nothing, boys? No. Well, we could, still could be anything, and I'd still get it wrong. Oh, God, it's this fucking thing. <laughs> is it... Still don't know what it is. Is it um, the bastard child of uh, Chris Eubank? <laughs> it's Naughty Boy, featuring Sam Smith with Sam Smith. La La La. London DJ Shahid Khan. He wasn't even born when the police were at number one. Uh, this is his only number one single. Thank and it God. won a raft of awards at the Mobos and was praised for its mix, are you ready, Liam, of drum and bass, UK garage and Bollywood. So there you go. So if you hate this song, you're a racist. <laughs> I don't know which side of the fence to fall down on. <laughs> do you want, Racism um, do you or want, taste. Do you want a bit of wiki fist? Um, uh, hit me is, with that wiki is, fist. This, this is pulled from the wikipedia page and it just tickled me so i'm just going to give you the paragraph and leave it at that okay the frame uh, so i believe this is referring to the video for the song the frame between the one minute 30 and one minute 31 which shows the young boy at the gym with his fingers in his ears was used in a campaign against the use of a certain type of dangerous firework in a peruvian national police's facebook account there you go okay. the most interesting thing about that song <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God. Wow! Apparently, apparently, none of the major radio stations in Peru have actually aired the song, but they use that. <laughs> they use oh, really? that frame. <laughs> wow! Right, that I'll be honest with you puts uh, Sting and Co in a little bit of danger. Wow! Um, it oh, yeah, that is that. I, I, to be honest, if this next one is shy, I'd quite happily, 
um, throw the the cart before the horse, or there's something like that. Throw the baby on the fire. Don't lean on me. Don't lean on me. Don't lean on me here, mate. I've yet to put my cross in the box. I have to put my cross in the box. So, Jamie Firefox, is it going to be shit or is it going to be good? What's number three, please? Oh, let's see. It's Christmas! These songs are terrible, honestly. Oh, my goodness. We got a double fact. So This could not be good. Noddy. We had Noddy Older shout, it's Christmas, meaning it's a Christmas number one. And we had lard-faced Simon Cowell talking i don't know something i don't know i i, I can would, would only you like mean... to hear the alarm again i think i can uh, i think i can yeah. ask jamie yeah. here we go these songs are terrible honestly and on that note i will tell you that this is number one number 1153 it was it became number one on christmas day in 2010 it was at number one for three weeks liam play it That's that's the that's the name of the song. Yeah. Any guesses, Liam? Oh, it's fucking Matt Cardle. It is. It's pan-faced irritant X Factor winner Matthew Cardle. That's just a name I know. I, I don't know. No, what no, like. no, don't back out of facts. Don't back out of this now. You knew that. Don't back proud. out of stand facts, up. did you say? Don't back out of facts. You stand <laughs> and you be proud that you knew that. Uh, it was originally a Biffy Clyro song on their only Revolutions album. And then oh, it was titled Me- Many of Horror. Uh, I guess the title didn't shine with the X Factor production team's idea of a big Christmas number one single. So they renamed it, as Craig rightly says, When We Collide. Um, obviously, Biffy fans set up one of those Facebook things where they tried to get the Biffy Clyro version to number one. It became the second biggest single of 2010. And wow. in the accumulation of X Factor winning songs pantheon, this is only one of four million selling songs. Behind, behind Shane Ward, Alexandra Burke, and everyone's favourite Mac and Muppet, James Arthur. <sighs> Do you want me to tell you what I want to do with those three songs? <laughs> I, I, I think this is going to be a consensus. I'm for bin. Well, get him in the fucking bin. <laughs> Craig, you on board? <sighs> I was on the fence, but go on. No, 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 no. Why are we on the fence? Just give, give, me, give me a line while you're on the fence. What am I missing here? Am I missing something? Uh, I would say that Don't Stand is probably top three police songs. <sighs> We've established it's not even on the best of. No, that's not. Yeah. It's not the best of the police, but it's definitely on the best of the police and Sting. <laughs> uh, they've got, they, I, I think, from off the top of my head, Craig, they've probably either got another three or four chances to go into the Pantheon. And if you yeah. don't mind, can I kick no, this I, in? I, because I, cause I, will, I, want, I will bow to your knowledge on this one. I, I want no, Naughty Boy and Matt Cardle to hit the bin. <laughs> Liam, could you please put them away? Here we go. Off to the flames of hell they go. But you know what that means. That's our first that means, bin of the season. Unfortunately, and I need to a have a rummage round the uh, the bag of number twos. Uh, that's songs, by the way, before anyone makes a poo joke. And uh, pull out one at random. We don't have this. We've no prior warning of this at all. So this is completely random. Adding a little bit of peril. So Liam, or Jamie Firefox, (laughs) 
Could you? His middle name's Liam. Could you? Could you show me what number two is going to go into the pantheon, please? I'm genuinely nervous. Give me some. Oh, man in the mirror. Damn fucking right. Oh, Michael Jackson. I, I don't even like Michael Jackson, but I even I know that is a decent choice there. Because let's be honest, he's no other opportunities to get into the pantheon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, being the relative unknown. Okay, I'm really pleased. Thanks, guys. Wow. Gosh. Well, that was a. Uh, we've lost uh, Sting and the Police, but we've gained an MJ, so I'm not overly too concerned. Should we do the final three? Let's do the final three. Up your bum. Well, sorry. Sorry about that. There's going to be plenty of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> going to hear that three times every I single episode for the next three I years. It'll be fine. I can't help it. I know. It'll be fine. Dreaming about it. Okay. You guys want an info dump for this first one? Please. Indeed. Okay, so I, I've realised that I don't know what number months are. So what month is eight? That's August. Thank yes. you. Well, it was, uh, this was a number one for two weeks in August in 1993. I wonder Ooh. if you could guess who that might be, because there is actually some data there. Um, and while you ponder, let's ask Jamie Firefox whether there is anything interesting about this song. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Any ideas, chaps? Because this one is guessable. Right, good, is sorry. This, good. Is this an oh, Oasis with Oasis. Wonderwall? Is, this not, is that not too early for Oasis 93? Could you, could, no, it is way too early. Well, no, not, that's not way too early. About two years too early. Sorry, yeah. Craig. Um, Liam, give me the date again, just for the simple reason. I was trying to think of a way for you to remember months and then my brain collapsing on itself. August 93. How many weeks? Uh, managed two weeks. Is it... Oh, no. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, there's, there's too much. There's just too much. Just All too right, much Jamie, going on. Fire away. Freddy. Dead Fred, bless him. It is Freddy's Living on My Own. You don't hear it. What was the remix? Who did that remix? So... Um, when I was preparing, um, entering the data into Jamie, I realised that most of the time people don't listen to that version, which is the actual version that got released, which is the No More Brothers mix or something like that. Yeah, that yeah, was the version yeah. that made it onto the single chart onto the radio. But people normally yeah. listen to like the single edit, which was released like a few years earlier on a solo album, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah it was on. I think it was, think it was in the mid eighties, Mister Bad Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this Which that made it number totally one. It's like different. a memorial thing, right? Um, I think yeah. Well, I mean, the memorial was bow rap with these are the days of our lives. But this, this, I'll be honest with you, this came out of nowhere and in the Queen timeline falls betwixt oh. Freddie dying and the making that frankly abominable posthumous album Made in Heaven. Oh, I think God, it was yeah. almost. Would you say it'd be like a? A little bit of a canary in the coal mine. Is this still want? Let's put I don't out a know. It did, was Freddie not on a different label solo? Is this not possibly a separate label trying to cash in with the very small catalogue of Freddie stuff that they had? Oh, I don't possibly. have that data. 
Sorry. Possibly. I All mean, it's now I, released I would... by Universal under like Freddie's own little label on that. No. But, well, because yeah. obviously, as, as we know, Universal own all music, and then set fire <laughs> to it. Um, okay. Yeah, burn it down, burn it all down. The the yeah, I I, I think yeah, I, I I we didn't give it much credence at the time. It was just quite exciting that this song had come from nowhere. Anyway, I really dig that tune, increasingly yeah. so. But mm. I never realised actually that um, that song isn't "Thundering My Heart" by Leo Sayer. <laughs> I was listening to it. I was like, where does that chorusy bit come in? And it never happened. And then I realised it's two distinct tracks, but that's me. I tell you what, though, feel-wise, feel-wise, they would roll into each other at a night out oh, like you wouldn't believe, yeah. wouldn't and they? On Thunder in My Heart as well, Sayer actually kind of sounds like he's channeling a bit of Mercury, even though I think it was probably recorded way earlier. Well, just to give you a bit of a factoid, uh, Freddie Mercury's vocal tick is based, over, based on uh, Leo, Leo Sayer's actual Tourette's, which he does make that noise in real life. If you can hear Leo Sayer coming off down the street. <laughs> can I have a Twix, please? Twix for Leo Sayer. <laughs> right. God, I, I, I have no response to that Members of the nation. Um, Who's the okay. loose cannon? Let's, um, let's info dump your next one. So we're in. We are in the sixth month, which I think is July. Yes. Thank you. July no, 24th. June. June. No, it's June. June. June, June. Whatever. In the sixth <laughs> month of the year of our Lord, 2014. Save oh. it for the Patreon. <laughs> and um, this has got. A, this was a number two. A number one for two weeks. Sorry, number one for two weeks. But let's see if Jamie Firefox has any additional factuals for us. Ooh. These songs are terrible, honestly. Oh. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Right, so it's not a Christmas one, so it's an existing no, it's in June X we've Factor. That, we? Yeah, it's an ex, it's an existing X Factor artist. So I'm going to immediately go Leona Lewis. Well, that's it's probably a bit late for Leona Lewis, I imagine, 2014. Oh. But let's dive in. Let's see what dross is spilling from Simon Cowell's crotch. I keep going to oh, okay. That that's enough of that. Um, Ella Henderson, one of the many no. Ella Rare, Ella Henderson, Jess Glynn, that kind of slew of female vocalists that kind of appeared around that time. And to be honest, I don't mind it compared to most of the stuff that's come out of X Factor. That one is fairly inoffensive to me. Um, <sighs> it's fine. And it doesn't diminish Freddie's light in my eyes. Very, very, very little can. Well, Nothing you say that. Add. Let's see well, what's de- happening. Death, death, death. <laughs> okay, so let's see what we've got. God, for the next one. Okay, this was wow. Are you ready, lads? Yeah. This was number one, one thousand three hundred and twenty. It was Ugh. number one for thirteen weeks, initially <sighs> charting in January two thousand seventeen. Is it? Um, Little Nas X. Oh, that'd be amazing! I think it's too early for Little Nas. Yeah, thirteen weeks at number one. Yeah, I have a. Right, wait a second. When, when, was when, when was it? When was it? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. I think I'm thinking suspicion you'll get. Drake. This is. Do you want to just dive in? Go on. Oh, do let's it. Ha- let's ask for a bit quick uh, blast from Jamie Firefox. Oh yeah, sorry, Jamie. <laughs> 
Yeah, flaccid. No. Okay, in we go. <laughs> oh. oh, good lord. Straight in the bin. Um, Straight in the bin. Do I need to justify why I'm casting one of Freddy's only only solo number in fact Freddy's only solo number one actually isn't it that into yeah. the flames do I need to explain Fine. why Queen, Queen have got a few chances exactly Matt I'd keep it why because we have got so many opportunities to set fire to the ginger one and he will crawl in at some point so is it can worth can we not get a better can we not get a marginally better one than when he's talking about going to a buffet and I'm is not ranked by Ella Henderson either <laughs> yeah I suppose it's Freddy versus Ella it's Freddy he stood there with a very small umbrella just as a sluice of sewage gets poured he's dead it's in the bin isn't it oh bin it bin it I hope you're happy with yourself Sharon well <laughs> to be honest I particularly hate that track. So, unless this is going to be some, uh, what's that John Legend song that makes you want to jump out a window? Not every John Legend song. Yeah. <laughs> the one, the wedding one that original people have at weddings. Oh, all oh, of me oh, loves all of you. All of me. me. Yeah. Unless it's loves that, I don't think it can be worse than uh, Ed Sheeran. So let's see what has snuck into the pantheon for our random number two. Here we go. <laughs> yes, I'll take that. And I don't think. No, it's not this the is, crazy frog. It's the it proper the one. Amazing. Yeah. Axel left by Harold Faltimeyer. Brilliant. Yes, lads. Off oh. the soundtrack of what film, guys? Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop. Cop. That's right, Debbie Does Dallas. Great work. Great work all round. <laughs> Great work Ooh. all round. Well, I'll tell you what, that was quite a feisty opening gambit. I enjoyed that, boys. It was. Yeah, a very successful start to the show. Well, that's our first episode. How did we feel about that one, chaps? I think that went swimmingly. It can only be go downhill from here. If, if your number two, Liam, was a duffer, I think we might have had a fight on the first one, but as it turns out, it was the right choice. You were correct, and I was wrong. Let this, let this, let Hansard show that was the case. Yeah, really enjoyed it though. So let's do a quick review. So kept in our pantheon is Aretha Franklin and George Michael. I knew you were waiting for me. Classic. Also sneaking in there is Jason Donovan, sealed with a kiss. Yeah, and Gabrielle. Alpen Bram Flakes with The Power of Love. Um, but we also scrapped six whole tracks and instead Craig opted for a number two and got Michael Jackson's Man in the Fucking Mirror and I got away with an 80s novelty pop song from a theme tune. Um, charty film thing. There's words there. Axel F. Yeah, <laughs> Right, thank you ever so much, Craig, and thank you, Dr. Liam Maloney. I'm sure you'll agree that that was a fireworks display of an opening episode. I believe we'd have already righted a few wrongs in the pop charts. Do you not agree, <laughs> lads? Yeah, just the fact that Ed Sheeran's made it into uh, into the bin on episode one, that pleases me greatly. 
excellent. More of the same for the next three years every week. Enjoy yourselves. Liam, Craig, I'll see you next time. See you in a bit. See you soon. And do we have any disagreements if we play out with possibly the song of the week? George and Aretha, I knew they were waiting for each other. See ya! Ha, 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 ha.